Good evening, and welcome once again to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I bring you greetings on behalf of my husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson, Sr. We here at the Lotus Flower Podcast, our aim is to educate, empower, and equip our listening audience with culturally relevant, spiritually uplifting educational topics, all while making sure that you are enhanced and that your lives are impacted by what's being shared by our guest. You know, it's the lotus flower that blooms in adversity. That is the center of our logo, the lotus flower. That flower blooms and blossoms beneath the muck and the mire and it pushes its way up from that muck and mire up, up, up into a beautiful pink and white flower. And you'd never know that it came through such a turbulent environment. Well, we like to liken that to the lives of many of our guests. They sometimes have experienced some type of adverse situations in their lives, and yet and still, they've been able to push and be resilient and reach their goals and actually reach their destination that the Lord had already orchestrated for them before the foundation of the world. Why? Because most of them are rooted and grounded in the Holy Spirit. And so we want you to know to be encouraged by the stories that you hear here on the Lotus Flower Podcast. Be sure and go back and look at some of those episodes. And I want you to look at those. And when you're looking at those episodes, I want you to really ask the Lord, what is it that he's sharing with you through some of the guests as they have shared from the depths of their spirits? You know, as I look back over some of the analytics of our podcast, I was looking to see where most of the um, episodes are being listened to from. And I looked at the analytics and it says here that in the United States, we have over 3,000 downloads. That means people are going to the Lotus Flower podcast and they're downloading the podcast, over 3,000 people. And then believe it or not, here in, in Belgium, in Belgium and Brussels, there are over 2,000 people that have downloaded the Lotus Flower podcast over the last three months. And then some of the major cities in the United States are Jacksonville, Florida, downloading 2,500 podcast episodes. We have we have Kalamazoo, Michigan, of course, where I am, downloading over 2,500 episodes. Green Coast Springs, Florida, that's where many of my relatives live, have downloaded over 3,500 episodes. And so we are looking at the analytics because we want you to know that we have a goal to reach 1,000 virtual subscribers by the end of this year. That means on our YouTube channel, which we just started in January of this year. We have all roughly 150 or so, but right now we have a really, really, really broad range goal to reach 1,000 by the end of December. We can do it with your help. So not only go in and download these episodes, but when you're downloading, I want you to click subscribe, click that little bell. So each time an episode airs, it'll go right into your inbox and you'll never miss an episode. And then in our virtual space, we've already exceeded our goal 
of a thousand subscribers right now. So in the virtual space, we have exceeded that goal. And so we want to make that a goal of 1,500 in the virtual spaces. Can we do it? Yes, we can. I want you to know we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. We have Dr. Carrie Denny. She is our special guest tonight on the Lotus Flower Podcast. I want you to let your family, friends, and loved ones know that the Lotus Flower Podcast is airing live now on YouTube on the Emerging Hope Ministries YouTube channel. Tune in as Dr. Carrie T. Denny, a naturopathic doctor, talks with us about what it means to be a naturopathic doctor and gives you some really good information on how you can better care for yourself in a more of a natural way. I want you to take a moment right now and look at her website before we bring her forward. Dr. Carrie Denny. Success stories. I cannot say enough things about this place, especially Dr. Carrie Denny. I am in the process of correcting some hormone imbalances and wanted to heal. And as I wanted to heal, I wanted to do it with non-traditional drugs. So I started to see her for acupuncture and it's amazing. I found the experience to be personable and the attentiveness of the staff from the reception all the way back to Dr. Carey shows that they care and they wanted to help. It wasn't, it hasn't been a quick fix for me, but I do feel better and I noticed changes within a couple of weeks adding the suggested supplements. I recommend this place to help transform yourselves but to know it does take time and you have to be willing to put in the work outside of the discussions in your appointments. Thank you all. That was from Ashley, a client testimony. So Dr. Carrie Denny is a practicing doctor at Integrated Wellness in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And her bio reads as follows. Dr. Carrie Denny. Hi, my name is Dr. Carrie. I was born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I've always knew that I wanted to be a doctor and I've always been drawn to helping people. I'm passionate, non-judgmental, and I am detail-oriented when it comes to all of my patients. Why? Because I know firsthand about the mental turmoil that occurs when you've been told that you don't have alternatives to care for you when you've been prescribed something. In the past, I felt hopeless, discouraged, frustrated, and ignored regarding my health care, which ultimately led me to a decision to find another care for others. Once I realized that I would have to be my own advocate, I began reading books and souring the internet for alternative ways to help improve my health. When I discovered naturopathic medicine, I knew it was my calling. I packed up my life and moved to the Chicagoland area to attend the National University of Health Sciences. 
during my time there, I was able to get off the prescription drugs that I was prescribed and learn many tools that I use to support my health. I successfully completed an internship at the Integrated Medical Clinics at NUHS, which focused on developing patient-centered wellness plans to improve a variety of things using natural methods. I graduated with my doctorate in naturopathic medicine. While at NUHS, I tried acupuncture for the first time and fell in love with it. I eventually dual enrolled and graduated summa cum laude with a master's in science and acupuncture degree. And as the valedictorian of my class, I am currently studying for my national licensing board exams and will soon be registered in Michigan to offer acupuncture services. I believe that neuro that naturopathic medicine is a powerful tool to restore health and maintain wellness. My strategy is always to look at the whole person and identify the root cause of illness while supporting the innate ability of the body to heal. The art of practicing naturopathic medicine is working individually with persons to help them understand what is going on in their body so that they can make educated choices regarding their health care. My goal is to equip and empower each person with the tools to maintain and advocate for their own health. I do this by taking the time to understand your unique situation in order to create a personalized wellness plan because it is a great privilege to be entrusted with your well-being. My areas of interest include general medicine, i.e. cold, flu, or infections, dermatological conditions, gastroenterology dysfunction, allergies, endocrine diagnosis, stress management, weight management, detoxification, and complementary health care. In my free time, I enjoy spending time with my family and friends, reading books, traveling, eating delicious food, and being active. Dr. Carey also offers telehealth by booking times. If you cannot find a time that works for you below, please call 616-899-9447 and ask about additional healthcare options. Dr. Carey Denny, works under the medical delegation and directorship of integrated wellness grand rapids owner and medical director dave johnson md schedule now thank you for listening once again our special guest tonight is none other than my friend dr carrie denny Once again, I'm going to bring forth now our very special guest, none other than Dr. Carrie, and she will share with you the, on the topic of the discussion with a neuropathic doctor. Welcome, Dr. Carrie. Hello, Dr. Robinson. Hello, and would you mind greeting our guest this evening? Hello, guests. It's so wonderful to meet you all virtually. I look forward to talking to you all this evening. 
and thank you again. Thank you again. And as we read over Dr. Carey's bio and we went over into your website, which is just excellent, I want to again remind our guests to go back to your website at their leisure. And we'll have that information on the screen as we go through the discussion tonight. So I want you to take time to go back and read that over because we weren't, because to expedite time tonight, we aren't able to get totally into all of what the website entails, but I don't want you all to miss anything, guests. So make sure you go back to Dr. Denny's website and familiarize yourselves with it and reach out to her as well, okay? So Dr. Denny, we're gonna go ahead and start this discussion tonight. Once again, our, our topic tonight is going to be a conversation with a naturopathic doctor. And we are in season two, episode number 18. And we prepared some talking points for this episode. So we're gonna go ahead and peruse right through those with the first one being Dr. Carey's journey to naturopathic medicine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to naturopathic medicine, Dr. Carey? Thank you. Um, so like you read in my bio, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I went to Michigan State University here in Michigan, obviously. Um, and I was on the pre-medicine track for what I will call conventional medicine. Um, but it just wasn't sitting right with me. And I graduated and I was considering taking the MCAT and then, like I said, it just wasn't sitting well with me. So I didn't move forward with those plans. Just started kind of working odd jobs, but I knew that I still wanted to help people heal themselves. And so because I am a Christian woman, I definitely will spend a lot of time in prayer asking the Lord what it is that he wanted me to do. And it definitely took him some time to answer me, which okay. is totally fine, right? Because all things in God's time are perfect. Um, right. And so he did eventually answer me and he kind of pointed me in the direction of naturopathic medicine. It's really interesting because I had heard about it shortly after graduating school and I initially thought it was a little nutty, right? Because okay. that is the perception, and I'll talk a little bit more about this, but that's the perception of some people that it's quackery or that it's nonsense, right? And again, I was raised in a conventional medical style, if you will, right? Saw conventional mm -hmm. doctors all of my life. So mm -hmm. it was definitely, I had to have a shift of my mindset in order to become open. And so again, when I heard about it again, after the leading of the Lord, and I read more about it, it just totally fit. And so went to school, you know, definitely, I'm not going to say that school was easy, but it is, there's, again, something about when God leads you to something that makes it easy, for lack of a better word. I mean, like, like I said, I had to study, I still had to study and um, pass all of my classes and then all of my board exams, but it was just so smooth. And all of the things that I learned really resonated with me. And it just made me yearn to get out of school so that I could start helping people. Um, and so like you read in the bio, I'm also an acupuncturist and I tried that in school. Um, and acupuncture can be a little intimidating to many people, but I have found sometimes with Christians in specific, it can be a little intimidating because people don't understand the philosophy. And they, again, may think that it is something that's not of the Lord. 
Um, and like I said, he sent me in, into the school and I had that experience and I just found like it was a perfect way to augment my naturopathic services. Another, another tool in my toolbox to be able to help people heal. Um, you know, I, because I do practice it, I'm a, still a Christian woman. I don't necessarily adhere to other, um, belief systems just because I studied that. I very much bring the Lord into what I do. A lot of times I'm praying for my patients, if not praying prior to them coming in and just asking the Lord to work through me. Right. Basically mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be a vessel for the Lord's healing. Um, and so that's my story basically. Um, <laughs> now, now years back, I worked as I worked in a, um, in a, residential program for substance abusers mm -hmm. and and that was the very first time that i came in contact with with someone that practiced you know acupuncture because one of the therapists there along with having having specialized in substance abuse training well she had a specialty with acupuncture as well so many of those uh, people that were there residents they would go to her and that was my first time ever being exposed to something like that. And um, I want you to just tell our listening audience. Now, many of us might know what when we say acupuncture, what that means. But I tell you, it took me it was I was it, that had to be about 15 years ago and I had never heard of it. So I really didn't know what it was. So mm -hmm. I want you to tell our listening audience those that may not know, I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence, but some people may not even know what acupuncture is. So right. why don't you just go ahead and break it down to us and tell us what, what is acupuncture? What does that mean? Sure. So acupuncture is a basically a safe and gentle procedure. It originated in China over four to 5,000 years ago um, and has been embraced worldwide because it is so effective. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine, which is the philosophy behind acupuncture, it's all about balancing what is called qi or the vital energy that runs in channels um, through in our body, basically. And this qi is basically, in their perspective, what makes us be able to speak and move. It's what makes nature do nature things, right? It, the qi is the driving force behind everything. And so in our bodies, Things that we eat, things that we think, things that we do can affect the way that this chi flows. And so I basically use some very thin needles that I insert into some acupuncture points um, on your body based on the things that my clientele say, you know, their concerns that they have and um, other things, basically, not to get too deep. Um, and I can utilize those needles to basically modulate the flow of the energy. Think of the energy flowing in the channels as like traffic, if you will. So if you, for those of us, well, I think everybody can understand this or relate to this. So in the beginning of COVID, when it hit in 2020, in March 2020, if you think back to when everything was shut down, if you happen to drive on the street during that time, you could go anywhere and get there very quickly because there was nobody else on the road. And that's what healthy chi flow should look like. You should be able to, it should be able to move and go where it needs to go. Again, things that you do, eat things that you tell yourself, the things that you think can affect the way that that chi can flow, <clears throat> excuse me. And so sometimes it can get backed up or obstructed. And I liken that to rush hour traffic. 
you know, you're, you're getting off of work, you're ready to go home, and there's a billion cars on the road, and sometimes you're stuck, stopped on the road for some time. Um, I imagine when I'm inserting the needles into the skin that I'm inserting them at like a stoplight, at a four-way stop, and I'm turning the red light to green so that the chi can move, so that the traffic can flow, For um, as an example. So that's basically what acupuncture is. Um, it has definitely been studied from a Western perspective. They've done research on it, and they have found that it definitely has benefits um, to our body. It can stimulate uh, the nervous system and release chemical messengers that relieve pain and um, can honestly affect your mental state, you know, make you feel better or relaxed. It can release or reduce inflammation and um, help move toxins out of the body. It's just amazing. Um, and like I just mentioned, my favorite benefit of it is it just relaxes you and sometimes can kind of elevate your mood. Um, and I find as we live in today's society, a lot of times we don't take the time to just sit and be still. And so acupuncture can allow for that to happen. Uh, one thing I didn't want to mention, I mentioned needles, right? So everyone's like, oh my goodness, what does that mean, right? No, it's not the needles that you think of when you get your blood drawn. You can probably slide about 20 <laughs> acupuncture needles in the hole of that needle that they draw blood with. So think of a strand of hair, that's usually about the thickness of an acupuncture needle. Oh my. Very, very gentle. Um, you know, I pierce your skin with the needle, so you may feel a little prick, but it doesn't last. You just get to relax afterwards. And like I said, that's my mm -hmm. favorite part about it. So and so so are you are you saying that when you insert the needle into the skin that, that it doesn't hurt? I I I'm not saying that. <laughs> it can hurt. Let me say that. Okay. It can hurt, but it's an instantaneous kind of a prick, right? Because I'm piercing your skin. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like the same degree of of a prick that you would feel when you get your blood drawn. And I, I have to say, some of my clientele do say sometimes when I insert the needles, they don't feel anything. So it just oh depends on the person okay. and their experience. And um, is there a, a, an age group that acupuncture is, is better for, or is it for all ages? So in China, it's definitely used for all ages. Um, I tend to I tend to say if if the person is able to lie still comfortably on their own without, you know, assistance from someone else, I think that they can handle acupuncture. So I think the youngest person that I have um, performed it on was 14 at the time. But she was, again, able and able to just lay there and relax. Children, I wouldn't do it on. But again, in China, they may use it on children because it is totally integrated into their healthcare system there. I see. Okay, thank you for answering that for, for me. And also, let's go ahead and go on to that next question, which is, what is naturopathic medicine? Yeah. The philosophy behind that, Dr. Carey. Okay, so I am trained as a naturopathic doctor, and we are trained to emphasize prevention, treatment, and optimization of health using safe and natural remedies. And so what do I mean by optimization of health? A lot of times we think of disease, and if you don't have a disease or you have an absence of disease, that that means that you are healthy and well, right? But that's not always the case. Um, I like to think of optimization of health as more of just general wellness, right? You 
your body is functioning well the way that it's supposed to be functioning. Your mental state is functioning well the way that it's supposed to. Spiritually, your spiritual health and spiritual body is functioning the way that it's supposed to. And so naturopathic medicine is designed to support those three aspects of health and wellness. We are um, holistically focused. So again, we focus on whole body care. So I may ask my clientele, obviously, about their physical health, but also their mental health and their spiritual health and wellness. And if I can't assist them, I definitely have a network of people that I like to refer to in order to help people with, let's say, for example, mental health or spiritual health and wellness. Um, but like I like you read in my bio, my primary goals are always to identify the underlying cause of disease. A lot of times with conventional medicine, you get your treatment plan from your doctor and that's it. You take this medicine for the rest of your life. In some cases, that is totally acceptable. Um, and this is why naturopathic medicine is what they call complementary and alternative, because I think it is a good fit to support conventional medicine, if not stand side by side by it at some point. But um, the idea is to always figure out what the underlying cause of, of someone's disease is. And so uh, that's my primary goal. And then I always am trying to do what we call create the conditions for health, which is basically a fancy way of saying diet and lifestyle um, changes or modification. And then the other thing, like you mentioned in my bios, I'm always trying to support the body's natural ability to heal itself. I do believe that our body has that ability. If you think about, if you cut your, your hand, right? And you right. put a Band-Aid on it, or even if you go to the doctor or to the conventional medical doctor and they put stitches in it, those stitches don't make the, the tissue heal back up, right? The, the right. stitches kind of just hold it together. The body has to do the work of mending itself. And so that's an example of the healing power of, of nature in our bodies. Um, right. And so I'm always trying to stimulate that as well. Um, but I'm trying to think what else? The other thing that I just wanted to mention about naturopathic medicine is that we are, we don't, we tend not to treat diagnoses or just treat a symptom in isolation of the whole body. Like I mentioned earlier, we are holistically minded and I truly believe, and I've experienced it for myself, that just mm -hmm. focusing on the physical aspects of health is not always, again, it's just not complete. It's not comprehensive. Yes. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a little bit about um, naturopathic medicine. Um, other questions? And when you talk about naturopathic medicine and you said it's holistic, you mean that it, you, and I think, I believe you said you made it, we treat everything. You're treating the spirit, you're treating the body, you're treating the mind, you, mm -hmm. you're treating everything holistically in, mm -hmm. in one, one way or, or another. Correct. And I heard you say that if you aren't able to treat that particular situation, then you would refer them over to someone that could. Yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. I've, okay. I, you know, I've tried. I love my 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 education because, again, we studied the whole body and we studied multiple disciplines of medicine. But again, mm -hmm. I recognize that I can't do everything. I don't even want to be. You know, I don't want to have right. to carry that burden of being able to do everything. And so, yes, I'm totally open to supporting my clientele as much as possible, even if it's not with me all the time. So, and and then and then I heard you say that that naturopathic medicine is 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 kind of complementary to your traditional medicine 
it is, or is it a standalone at times? Or can you explain what you said about that? Just a little yes. Bit? So it's considered complementary because it is not the mainstream form of healthcare, and in at least the United States, but in other countries, it totally is its own standalone form of medicine. Um, mm -hmm. As I talk a little bit more um, about. I'll, later, I will explain that we it's we are not functioning in isolation of conventional medicine. There mm -hmm. are times when you may need to be put on a prescription medicine. You know, if you get hit by a Mack truck, don't come see me. You need right. to go to the ER. That's what it's for. <laughs> right. Okay. I get it. <laughs> okay. That, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Yep. Thank you. And so when we talk a little bit further, about naturopathic medicine. How does a naturopathic doctor approach care? So I'm glad you said that. This is what I was just alluding to. So we have this, um, it's called a therapeutic order. And it is, I think, um, I think that it is, um, naturopathic, this thought, this philosophy is is true to naturopathic medicine only. Um, I know that there are some medical doctors that may understand this, but this philosophy and the fact that at naturopathic medical schools, we all learn this is, like I said, singular to naturopathic medicine. But the therapeutic order is basically a set of guidelines that naturopathic doctors use to resolve a patient's um, symptoms and address their health concerns. And the point of it is to use the least um, force necessary as possible. You know, the least force for the least force first when treating and helping people with their care. And so for the people that are familiar with the food pyramid, um, think of a big triangle like the food pyramid. And at the very base of that food pyramid is what we call, again, creating the conditions of, for health. And so those are those diet and lifestyle, um, changes that I was talking about. And those are the fundamental principles of health and wellness from my perspective. I totally believe that, you know, the things that you eat and the things that you think and the things that you do with your body contribute to your health. And if that foundation is not solid, then your health could definitely be shaky. Above that, um, creating the conditions for health is a, another section that is basically stimulating the, the healing force of nature, like I mentioned before. Above that is supporting specific systems and organs that may be weakened or engaged. Above that is addressing physical um, alignment and structural alignment of the body. Above that is kind of like um, what we would call natural symptom relief. So like supplements and things fall in there. This is what I was referring to uh, earlier. The Sixth level is more of the pharmaceutical drugs. And then the last very tip top of the pyramid is using higher force interventions. And those are things like surgery or chemotherapy or radiation treatments. And again, be, the beauty of this is that this isn't necessarily a hierarchical um, way that we think. So with everyone, we don't necessarily always start, well, I do, but we don't always necessarily start at the bottom with diet and lifestyle. For, for again, like I said, if you got hit by a Mack truck, dealing with your the what, what you're eating and your stress levels and if you're exercising is not pertinent at that moment, right? It's exactly. using the higher force interventions and the synthetic drugs in order to stabilize the person. And then right. after they recover from that, 
then we can jump back down to the beginning of the or the the foundational principles of that of that pyramid, if you will. So mm-hmm. when I learned about this, um, it was just amazing. And for all of you all that are online, you totally can Google the therapeutic order, and it will pop up, and you'll see the pyramid that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just really just solidified that I was in the right place doing the right things because again, a lot of that is often ignored conventionally. And like I said, I definitely think each of those levels plays a role in helping someone heal comprehensively. So. Okay. So you, you get a really comprehensive picture of the whole person. Yes. That's great. That's great. And that's, that requires, I would take several visits, I would imagine. Definitely. Because the other thing um, that I always talk to my, to my clientele about is the fact that I'm a gradual recommender for lack of a better word. So mm-hmm. I tell them, I'm not going to send you home with like a grocery bag full of supplements and all of these things and changes that you have to make because it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will move as fast as, as my, as my clients want me to, but my, my general um, mode is to go gradually and slowly add things. Right. So if I'm adjusting at uh, someone's diet, I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you to completely take out all meat and dairy and gluten. If you're, you're, you know, you have what we call a standard American diet, which a lot of times is meat and potato and fast food. Right. I want to slowly get you to transition over. And I do that number one, not to overwhelm, but two, making changes, especially big lifestyle changes is mm-hmm. it takes time. It takes time to get yourself into that habit. So so you that's gradual. Oh, that's me. Totally. Um, there are other people that may function differently, but like I said, I'm, I'm really here to be a vessel for the Lord and to allow him to move and, and help heal his people. And I think that gradual is the way to go. And I think that makes it easier for people to, like I said, adjust and just easier for you to 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 sustain and maintain these type of changes if you gradually make your way into changing them so that's that's great and then also i was when i read your website i read especially when i read that testimonial of one of your clients she said that you know that you've got to do the work not just when you come in to meet with dr carrie but you've got to do the work when you get home yes you've got to put in place yourself that is so true and that's another thing so speaking of that website at the very top of that website there's a little banner that speaks about we have um a a complimentary 15-minute meeting greets and so in the meeting greet i kind of talk about what we're talking about here and so one of the things that i always tell my potential clientele is that i don't have a magic pill right i'm not just gonna replace your high blood pressure medicine with some herb that's going to lower your blood pressure. Yes. I can do that, but I also want to make sure that you're eating the foods that you're supposed to be eating to support your blood pressure, that you're getting um, enough sleep, right? That you're drinking enough water, that you're relieving your stress because all of those things can contribute to disease development and especially a high blood pressure. Um, but I don't have a magic pill. And I always tell people, you have to be ready to be an active participant in incorporating these changes into your lifestyle. And if you're not ready, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to jump into working with me if that's not where you are in in your, in your journey. But if you are ready and you're tired of kind of living the way that you're living, come mm-hmm. on down, like I'm here to support you. So. I see. Now, uh, this question I'm going to ask you, it kind of compliments some people that may be 
um, vegetarians or whatnot, and you have a very holistic lifestyle there. Does this kind of fall in line with, with someone of that way that may be a vegetarian and they're very holistic? Is, does that easily kind of come in, up under the naturopathic life's way of living or? Yes, totally. So there's, there's no specific um, diet or anything that I push, right? Because part mm -hmm. of naturopathic medicine is understanding and individualizing care. So if someone comes to me and they're already vegetarian, I'm not going to talk you out of being a vegetarian or telling maybe you should go vegan. It's again, supporting, looking at what you, what are, how you present, what's going on with your body. How are you feeling? Do you feel good when you're eating that sort of food? And if you do great, you know, if you eat a standard American diet and eat a lot of meat and potatoes, do you feel good eating that? Probably not. So again, there's no one, one size fits all diet, but the point is to find what works for you and helps you support your health in the way that you want to, because you're an individual and there are some people that don't want to eat meat because they don't like to harm animals, right? Versus people that do eat it because they love it. So it, it doesn't matter. I will support whoever in whatever way they come, basically. I see. And so if a person comes to you, that has a traditional diet of where they have been one that eats a lot of fried food and they eat a lot of, of sugary, high sugary foods and high cholesterol foods and things that are a lot full of carbs. Mm -hmm. With that particular type of diet, would, would you um, encourage the person, however, to maybe curtail some of the things that they're doing and eating or, or would you say, okay, well, you stay on that, but we'll work with within that. How so this is where the education piece comes in, right? And like I said, I really want to educate my clients. I want them to understand what's going on with their body as far as we know, um, in order to understand why I'm recommending what I'm recommending. So it's, it's been researched and studied, uh, traditional American diet, right, of the fast food and the fried food and all the sugar and all the carbs has been proven to increase inflammation in the body, in addition to causing and um, causing certain diseases to be increasing the risk to get certain diseases. So we would talk about that. And then I would say, I would suggest to them, you know, I don't really see a lot of fresh vegetables and fruit in your diet. You know, those things are important. And this is why, you know, the colorful fruits and veggies have a lot of antioxidants, which reduce inflammation and the different colors of foods have different amounts of vegetables, excuse me, of vitamins and minerals and things that our bodies need to be able to function better. So again, I won't be like, all right, let's go from eating all of that stuff that may not necessarily be good for you to mm -hmm. immediately going into being a plant-based whole foods person it yes. would be gradual changes, but I would want people to understand that this is why I'm recommending it. And it's mm -hmm. interesting if people trust me and they understand what I'm saying and they try it, mm -hmm. they themselves start to come to the realization that, man, you know, when I'm eating more fruits and vegetables, let's say, I notice that my joint pain is not as strong, right? Or mm -hmm. I notice that I don't feel so sluggish after I eat lunch in the middle of the afternoon. Or, you know, they, or I'm able to pull better, right? They they notice all of these benefits. And so this is like, like um, the testimonial said, this is a journey. And on that journey, you, sh if you, if we're working together and we are working together as a team, you will start to see benefits that you don't even, you weren't even necessarily complaining of a lot of times. Yes. 
That's great. And then it becomes a win-win situation. Yes. yes. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. So Dr. Carey, how do you operate and how do you approach care with your clients? So I spoke on this a little bit, but like I said, I'm really, I tend to be gradual, but also I strive to treat everyone that comes into my office, whether in person or via the telephone or virtually with kindness. And I mm -hmm. like to make my office a judge-free zone, a judgment-free zone. And I the see. reason that I do that is because we, so my initial appointments are two hours long. We have two hours to talk mm -hmm. about your story, your journey, your health concerns. I want you to feel comfortable to share all, you know, as much as you feel comfortable sharing. And I'll okay. give you an example towards the end, but I want you to feel comfortable sharing everything because it's part of the story. I think mm -hmm. of health like a picture if or like a puzzle, right? And if you give me more puzzle pieces to put together, more of the picture is illuminated so that we can, again, understand what's going on and then we can better target the, the care plan in order to help them improve their health. Um, the other thing too is, is that I tell people, please, you know, the, the, I want you to communicate with me. So besides our appointments, I make myself available through our electronic health record system that we have. It's a message. There's a messaging portal. Please, you know, I tell people, please message me. I know that people like to go on Dr. Google, right. And read things That's, for themselves. Oh, yes. I don't totally discourage that even though, right? But I want you to tell me what you found, especially if it's contrary to what I've said so that I have an opportunity to explain why I, I did what I did. Um, the other thing also is I'm really interested in a person's own insight and intuition into their health. You know, I've been Carrie for 41 years of my life. I know best Carrie's body. And I'm so I like to say that we are working as a partnership, right? I'm bringing the medical expertise to the to the picture, but the client is bringing their own experience. And if they have insight or intuition or if the Lord has spoken something to them, I want them to feel comfortable sharing that. And like I said, we got we usually have two hours in order for for them to, to feel comfortable and share as much as they want to share. And then, like I mentioned before, I don't have a magic pill. You got to be ready to, you know, do your part and do the work. And mm -hmm. this is medicine that is sustainable and it's manageable. And it's why I love what I do. Cause like I said, a lot of times more things and what your, your health concerns are improved. So. That is excellent. I like the idea when you we talked about the puzzle, that analogy, the more puzzle pieces you bring to the picture, the more you're able to analyze and put it together. I, I really, I can see that. I'm a visual person. So I can see the puzzle pieces. I, I like that. And then I like the idea of a two hour appointment. Because that tells me that, you know, you're not rushing the person. You're letting them talk. You, you're, you're listening to them. You're letting them lay it all out. It almost sounds like a therapy session when I do, you know, when I have an initial evaluation with a client for the first time. You let them talk and share and you listen and take it in. Yeah. And then you go and you build the story from there on that solid foundation. Yes. So that that is something that I just I would value if I was coming out to see you. I would value that. I was like, I would feel like I'm being heard. You know? That's what I was just going to say. So in the bio that you read, I, I experienced it myself. You know, I wanted to understand why I had to be on this specific medication 
And it honestly wasn't really applicable to what was going on. And it was like, I was being ignored. This is, it is what it is. You have to do it. And it's like, well, wait a minute, there's really nothing else. And you're not, you're not hearing me. Like, am I speaking French or something like, hello. And so I, I, I made sure that I, I, I make sure that I address that and then I give people time to tell their story because that's healing in itself. It is, to be it is. able to let out what you've been holding, especially if it's something, you know, that something that you might not want to talk about with other people, um, depending on what the illness is. But one thing I did want to give is that a quick example. So when I was in medical school during my internship, um, I was not the primary intern, but I was like the secondary intern. So I was going in with my colleague and mm -hmm. we had a client and he had a, a skin lesion and it was on the top of his head. It was growing and he just didn't understand what it was. So we were trying to figure out what it was. And so anyway, in our intake, he mentioned that he drinks hydrogen peroxide every day. Now, right, that was my, <laughs> that was my reaction too, was okay. okay. And again, I did not, you know, we didn't say to him, you don't drink hydrogen peroxide, right? right? right. Because right. as of as an individual and as a person, you have autonomy to do whatever you want to do. That's how God designed us. He designed right. us to have free will and choice. And That's so I'm not going to dictate that you should stop drinking the hydrogen peroxide, even though I very, very much wanted to say <laughs> something like that. But instead okay. we just educated him and explained to him that it's probably not good for your digestive system and the rest of your body for you to be drinking this on a daily basis. Right. I don't think he stopped drinking it, but we at least set our part and we educated him as to why we thought it was not a, a good idea. And that's I the see. other the other thing about my um, my approach and the way that I operate when I'm caring for someone is, like I said, I want to hear your input. When we talk about the, the treatment or the care plan at the end of the visit. I yeah. want to know if, if the person doesn't like something that I've recommended. Mm -hmm. I always give the example, if I tell you to eat eight cups of broccoli a day and you don't like broccoli, I want you to feel comfortable to say, mm -mm, <laughs> I'm not right. doing that. Because honestly, right. you're not going to, you already know you're not going to do it. So just That's let me is. know so that we're on the same page. <laughs> the beauty right. of the beauty of naturopathic medicine is that we have so many different tools that we use. A lot of times there are multiple paths to get to the same goal. So if you don't want to eat it as food, there may be a supplement that I may recommend instead that you take, or, um, you know, it's endless, you know, I might recommend some IV therapy or something like that. But the point is I, I want to know that you're on board. I want to know that you, um, that you're in agreement with the plan. And that's why I call myself more of a partner than again, a, a dictator because. That's good. That's great. And, um, and so, you know, no disrespect to your traditional doctors, but sometimes right. doctors can come, come across. Um, sometimes it's maybe a, a little bit arrogant, uh, maybe a little bit, a little bit like, okay, I said this, and this is how it's going to go. And so don't question me. I don't think they mean any harm by that. I think it's just, just the way that it, it is. And so, right. you know, and so then people will be, people might become a little bit more fearful and more intimidated and they won't be free to really share uh, what they are really feeling for fear of, you know, of not being heard by the doctor or, or thinking maybe they're disrespecting the doctor. So right. I, I like that treat the true partnership that you welcome to your to your clients 
and all. I, I do. So mm -hmm. thank thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I know there as as said when I read the um testimonial, the person that said those words in there, she spoke just as that, that you were in partnership with her and she felt heard and listened to and validated. Yes. Because you know, before you can work with anyone, you've got to get you. Well, you should at least get that <laughs> partnership going with them. Yeah. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you know, I bring a certain expertise, but the the, the client brings their own, and it's right. it's we do a disservice when we don't honor a person's story and a person's opinion in regards to their own healthcare, you know? Because regardless of whether you go the naturopathic route or you go a conventional medical route, you mm -hmm. need to be able to, um, you're gonna have to do something, right? You're gonna have to open the pill bottle and swallow the pill or yes. what have you. And so I just, again, wanna make sure that people are on board and that they feel heard, so. That's great. And, and to, to us, maybe that's a very basic premise and all, but it's huge when you're sitting on the other side of the table from your from your practitioner. Exactly. It really is. It is. And for some people that they may be listening tonight that will listen later on, they they have been reared in that traditional mindset that they they are to go in and just listen to everything the doctor says and not to say anything, especially people maybe from generations ago, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit older than you and I or whatnot. And so they don't they don't when they actually meet someone like you or a doctor like you that has that philosophy, I know it's got to be so freeing to them. It's like I, a gift. I think so. And all. So thank you, Dr. Carey. Now, Dr. Carey, uh, what are the basic foundational principles of health related to neuropathic determination, determinants of health, would you say? Okay, so this was one of the things I learned about in school outside of the therapeutic order that really kind of just solidified my love and my passion. And so the determinants of health are not, um, doesn't solely belong to naturopathic medicine. You, a lot of times people that study um, like epidemiology and, and um, public health type topics, learn about what are called the social determinants of health. The naturopathic determinants of health though, encompass the whole body. And so just briefly to read you kind of a, 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 the categories within the determinants, the first one is essential, which I will talk about in detail in a second, but there's also structure and movement, there's earth, there's consciousness and spirituality, there's social determinants, there are um, toxins and pathobiography, determinants. There are inborn determinants, which are usually things like your genetic makeup and the things that your mother may have been exposed to when she was pregnant with you. And so it's a long list of things, maybe about 32 of them. But the ones that I really focus on in my office are the essential determinants of health. And those are things like breath or you know exposure to clean air, water and hydration status, sleep, nutrition and digestion, and then what one of my professors calls vitamin R, which is rest and rejuvenation and restoration. And so that's thinking of that um, therapeutic order pyramid that I was talking about. All of this falls in the very bottom section, which is creating the conditions for health. And so I'm always focusing on supporting this level because like I said, it's the foundation for health. And so let's think about it. And I've kind of alluded to this already in the conversation, but let's say you have someone who is has asthma 
and they notice in the fall, in the winter, in the spring, a lot of times their asthma can be more, um, can flare up more. And so we start talking about things in our initial intake. And I may ask them, you know, how often do you go outside? And they say, you know, never. I work in an office building. It's got recirculated air. I come home, I'm in the air conditioning or I'm in the heat and I rarely go outside. I'm outside when I walk to my car or when I walk from a building into um, another building or to the car or whatnot. And so we will talk about how exposure to clean air is important, right? Um, it makes sense sometimes that you can have a certain organ system, in this case, your lungs or your respiratory system can be affected if you're breathing recirculated air that, and you never really experience fresh air um, for a, 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 you know, a decent amount of time. And so that's something that I work with with everyone. Another one that's really common is water. I always ask people, how much water do they drink? Oh, I drink two, two 16-ounce bottles of water a day but I'm constipated. And it's like, <laughs> well, maybe part of the reason that you're constipated and that your stool is so dry is the fact that you don't have any water to help moisten that um, stool. You know, our bodies are made up of at least 70% water. And if you're not drinking enough, you're going to have issues. And so these are these are examples of basic foundational principles of health. And like I said, I'm always addressing them with people because if you if you don't if you ignore this and again you just give them a supplement or you just put them on a prescription medicine that's not addressing part of the root cause and a lot of the root cause a lot of times is these principles that may be out of balance one other one that's really important that i always talk about is stress and mm -hmm. you can google that and read and stress can affect every organ system in the body right it can affect your mm -hmm. mental state it can affect your spiritual being especially if you aren't rooted in god or rooted in whatever spiritual practice that you believe in and yeah. so it's again all of these things are things that we talk about and mm -hmm. I, you know, if I can't, if I can't handle it, I will be referring you out to somebody that I know is going to help you and give you tools to address those areas. So. Dr. Carey, um, what if you have a client that comes in that has been practicing those, um, the way, the, the way of um, eating and all that <laughs> hasn't been, you know, that conducive to their overall health mm -hmm. and they've been practicing this for maybe over the last 40 years and then they come to you and they they think they want to begin to maybe turn it around in more of a natural way is what you say is, is it ever too late though if the body has already has accumulated this over 45 years of you know of detrimental of eating and whatnot and ways? Is it ever too late to turn that around? Oh, it's never too late. Um, you could be 99 years old and uh, it may be more difficult, right? Because you have had this habit for a longer period of time, excuse me. But I don't think that it's ever too late. And like I said, in that case, I'm definitely not going to be like, all right, let's go strict raw vegan and tonight start eating 100% raw vegan tonight because that's just too big of a drastic change. So we yeah. gradually will ease our way. Um, right. Another example of that, a lot of times I get people that come and they drink a lot of coffee, 
right? <laughs> I drink 12 cups of coffee a day and I'm always like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, and I have headaches. I'm like, okay, well, that's probably part of it, right? So yeah. even that person, even though drinking 12 cups is not good for, for anyone, um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say stop. I would say, all right, well, can you go down to drinking 10 cups of coffee a day. Like, like, again, let's gradually kind of wing you off of that so that your body has time to adjust. Um, so it's never too late um, okay. mm -hmm. to make, to make positive changes in your health. That's great. And so for those of you that are listening tonight, you see, we've got about 68 people right now that are listening. For those that are listening, I want you to take note. If you find yourself in that category where you think, well, well, I've been doing this too long now. And I think, well, maybe this just won't work for me. You heard what Dr. Carey said. She said that it's never too late. And she'll start out very slow and gradual mm -hmm. and that you could definitely make some stride. And then for those that will listen later on, you'll listen to this maybe even a month from now, maybe a year from now, I want you to note that that do not think that it's too late. If you have been practicing something that maybe wasn't beneficial to you, then it's never too late to start. You got to begin before you can change something, you've got to start mm -hmm. somewhere. So thank you so much, Dr. Carey, for, for sharing. Can I add one last thing? Yes. So I, um, so the Lord gave this to me. I have this conversation a lot with my clientele and I just want to give your listeners this acronym and I just want them to think about it. And the acronym is PACE and it stands for Purposeful Action and Consistent Effort. And so that's my philosophy in going and working with people is I want to help you set your pace, right? A journey mm -hmm. is a, a process of movement. And so you can run the you can run the race right you can crawl the race or you can do something in between there and so i'm always talking to people you know you take the first steps towards purposeful action by wanting to make changes in your health through through whatever professional you seek out you mm -hmm. have to again be purposely um or intentional about making the changes that that person recommends. But then the part that people fall off on is the consistency. You have to be consistent about doing things in this new way, right? In order to give it enough time for you to see if it's helpful for you. Um, and so I'm always talking about people's pace and, you know, again, pace is an action word. So you can adjust your pace if you need to. If you start the race running and sprinting and you get tired, slow down. That's, that's okay. Right. You know, that's the old right. adage of getting on a horse and falling off. Don't mm -hmm. just stay on the ground, get back up and get on the horse and maybe slow down the, slow the horse down to a trot or something. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And my, my mantra is, is, is the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but the one that endureth until the end. So you yes. gotta get it. You gotta go ahead and endure to the end. You're not gonna win because you sprint and you run a real, really, really quick and all, and you finish, but did you finish with any type of quality? Right. So I, I love what you said about PACE. I love that acronym. Can you tell us once again what that stands for, yes. PACE? PACE stands for Purposeful Action and Consistent Effort. Purposeful action and consistent effort. So remember that, write it down, put it somewhere in your home so you can see that and remind yourself of that. Yes. Dr. Carey, 
Is there anything else that you want to share with our listening audience before we hasten to a close this evening? One last thing I will mention, this is another thing that I talk about with my clients a lot, is the term moderation, right? And Mm -hmm. so in all of the things that I teach people in regards to diet and lifestyle and just everything, we always talk about moderation because sometimes even moderation can be... um, if you are consistently being moderate, sometimes that can be overwhelming and not necessarily good for you health wise. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I say to people again, and kind of giving that falling off the horse analogy, if you're giving it all and you're going gung ho and you're eating your best diet that you Mm -hmm. can, and it's making you feel great, but it's someone's birthday and they have a birthday cake and you've been avoiding sweets. (laughs) It's okay. Right. To have a piece of cake. (laughs) It's okay to take a piece or two home, as long as you don't eat them all in the same day and you are moderate in your intake with it. But again, Mm -hmm. the point is not to get derailed and be like, man, that sugar was awesome. Now I'm going to eat all the sugar all the time because (laughs) it was so great. Right. 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 Again, there's a balance to to health and wellness, just like anything else. And Mm -hmm. it is okay sometimes to overindulge a little bit, but it's also important to remember to pull back and get back to being consistent with what you were doing. So that's excellent. That, that is excellent. And that sums it all up. Thank you so much for giving people the permission to do what, what is, what needs to be done, you know, and not to be afraid to go forth and, and be yourself. You're human. We're all going to fall off the horse sometimes and that's okay. And so, Dr. Carey, thank you so much for your time this evening. Why don't you go ahead and tell our guests uh, how they can contact you if if they wanted to reach out to you after this evening? Sure. So definitely visit the integrativewellnessgr.com website. Um, The telephone number is 616 899-9447. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. My professional page is at cdennynd.com at both Facebook and Instagram. So feel free to look me up. And one other thing I wanted to mention that I've neglected to mention is that um, it is actually uh, National Naturopathic Medicine Week here in the United States and Canada oh, this week. Okay. So this was just, again, divine oh, yeah. order that this, uh, <laughs> this fell oh, during that yeah. week. Amazing. <laughs> and so you'll find on no my what'd you say? I had no idea. I I didn't even think about it when we were setting this up. But so you'll find on my social media that I posted a whole bunch this week because of this week. So great. That's great. And also Dr. Carey offers telehealth appointments. Can you tell right. us a little bit about that? Yes. So you could still go to our website. I always recommend that everyone does the 15 minute, the complimentary 15 minute Q&A session. Um, Mm -hmm. And so at that time, you can actually briefly tell me about your health concerns and I can tell you more about me and what I do and you can ask any questions. And then at that time, I always tell people we can you can come in person to work with me. You can either have a phone telehealth conversation if you'd like to, or we can use a virtual platform like we're on tonight. Um, to uh, have our appointments. And the virtual platform is HIPAA compliant for those who are in the United States, meaning that your health information is protected through that platform. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time this evening. And I wanted to ask if you would be willing to close us out 
in prayer this evening. Before we I end. do not mind. One thing I just want to say is I thank everybody for listening um, to me. It was an honor to be here. Thank you, Dr. Robinson. And please thank Reverend Robinson um, for having me. It was a wonderful time. And yes, I am definitely willing to close us out in prayer. If everyone, please bow their heads. Thank you. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day, Lord. We thank you for being you, for your son, Jesus, and for sweet communion with the Holy Spirit, Lord. We want to thank you for being with us throughout this discussion, Lord. We want to thank you for the things that we have discussed, and uh, I ask that they that you help them bear fruit in our lives, Lord, and in the lives of others. Help us, Lord, to make a difference in this world so that we can glorify your name. Help us to abide in your word and let it guide us in all that we do. Thank you, Lord, again, for bringing us together. And as we depart, Lord, I ask that we, that you bless, the, again, the families that are represented here, Lord, and that we, that you do not allow us to depart from, from, your, from your sight. Um, and it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 And thank you so much, Dr. Carey, once again, for your time this evening. It's not very often that we get an hour of a doctor's time and and to share so in-depth and just so passionate and just so genuine with our audience. And for that, we are so grateful. I appreciate you. I pray that you would be blessed, your practice and all that you do, that many doors will be open of opportunity for you wherever you find yourself at. Because I know this is just the beginning. How long have you been in practice thus far? So this is my uh, third year in practice in Grand Rapids, but fifth year total. Oh, good. Good for you. Good for you. So thank you again. Thank you again. We wish you the best. Thank and you. be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower podcast. Thank you again, Dr. Denny. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank God for Dr. Denny being our featured guest this evening. She talked to us this evening on the topic of discussing with a neuropathic doctor. We're in season two, episode 18. And we thank and praise God for all 58 of you that joined us this evening. And I know that many people will watch this in the days and weeks to come. Once again, this is the Lotus Flower Podcast, and I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, along with my co-host, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson, Sr. We are so grateful that Dr. Carrie Denny, a neuropathic doctor of medicine, shared with us this evening on the topic of a conversation with the neuropathic doctor. And I want you to go back and listen to this episode in its entirety or watch the episode here on YouTube and go ahead and just ask the Lord, what is it that he could be sharing with you specifically through this particular episode and learn about what it means to eat naturally, take care of yourself naturally and look at something that maybe you never considered you're doing. It may be just something there for you that could help with your overall health benefits. And remember, as Dr. Carey said, it's never too late. And once again, her practice information is here on the screen. Her website is here on the screen. Her social media information is here on the screen. You reach out to her 
and make your 15 minute appointment and get to know what it is that she does and how you might be able to improve your overall health. Again, she does offer telehealth appointments as well.